Robots Radio presents Greetings, listener. Welcome to Committee Quest. Hello, and welcome back to Committee Quest. My name is Stuart the DM. We have. We have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't rehearse how we're going to do this. Let's just keep recording. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's we'll, just, we'll, just, I, we'll just start again. Oh yeah, no, we don't need, a, we don't need to, a bike. We don't need to stop recording. I think no, we this, should leave this in. This yeah, yeah this is staying Okay, I'm NPC Haley. Hi, I'm Ben, and I play Lyle Crufferton, the halfling bard who was once. He once worked in an illegal tabletop RPG den where he was employed to swallow the dice in the event of a raid. <laughs> <laughs> he did so much in that illegal RPG den. <laughs> Hello, uh, my name's James. I play Rune Von Trapp, the tiefling warlock. And I am Spartan Riggs, and I play a mountain dwarf fighter. And, uh, yeah, he's he is so ready to do some more stone cunning. It has been so <laughs> yeah. much- it has been several months between. It has been a long time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, welcome so back, everybody. Forgot, uh, this has been so long you forgot your name is Tom also. D- my name is Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's All right. Sorry. So, today what we're going to do, guys, is because I... Uh, well, because some of us might have forgotten, uh, we are going to do a bit of a recap to refresh our memories of what happened in Volume 1. Uh, I've made some particularly shitty notes, um, which started off being a dot point step by step of every move made, and then slowly, <laughs> slowly. Please, please go through that, Stuart. I think the listeners uh, will really enjoy that. So. Uh, that changed, uh, and hopefully um, our players can throw in some uh, ideas to go with that as well. And I'll probably do some sound bites from some episodes. Uh, like I'll do one right now. Uh, hi. Uh, Hello. You, you look nice. I mean, it's a. It's a uh, how good was that? Oh, that was wow. the best. Yeah, that was, that was really good. It's like yeah. I was really there. It, it was, was a great like sound bite. <laughs> so let's go right back to the beginning. Uh, the three adventurers, Spartan Riggs, Rune Von Trapp, and Lyle Crofton, uh, were standing in the committee guild hall in Largshire, and they were forced together by default. As Shilray uh, is calling out to the group of adventurers in the hall, the three of our adventurers uh, were the only ones that had any equipment. So they were put together as a team and given an, uh, a task, an assignment, their first adventure. The crowd makes way as the three of you, our adventurers, step forward. Do you guys remember what your first adventure was? Find, uh, find the missing brother. Find a missing yeah, brother. That's right. We went to a graveyard. That's right. What was his name? Oh. Adair. Adair. Adair was the brother oh, that gave nice the quest. One. Good work. It's like, it's like Duncan or like Davo or. Dude, uh, yeah. It's close. Um, Dayton. Dayton. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. So you guys went and spoke to Adair, and Adair said, Oh, yeah, my brother's a grave digger. He's gone missing. Can you please find him? Excuse me, sir. What, why, what's, what seems to be the matter? Um, I, uh, when I got up this morning and, and checked my, um, my, my uh, astrology guide uh, it told me that I might run into some people that uh, require assistance and uh, so, so please let me know how can I help you I don't think you're going to help me at all I well I, I beg to differ I think that uh, I you know tell me what, what's the problem it's my brother he's missing missing do you know what happened to him? You've got no idea. One minute he's digging graves and the next he's gone. Digging graves, you say? Oh, that's a, that's a tough job. Uh, you found yourselves in the graveyard uh, and things got pretty weird pretty quickly. Uh, there was all sorts of destroyed stuff in there. Uh, and then I think it was, it was Lyle came across Maisie, a ghost. Yeah. You're a ghost? What are you doing here? It was super spooky. Uh, And then from there, you fought some zombies, I believe. That's right. 
Oh man, that's awesome. I've rolled a 20. Hey! It's going to be a good podcast, you know it. For some reason they had bells on them and I never really figured out why. That is a Largshire custom to bury ah. people with bells on. There was never, yeah, I was like, hey, they got bells on, but you'd never ask any questions about it, so I just left it. Um, (laughs) I'd like to roll for information. I think I did ask. Did you? And I probably, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Remember Remember that great time, guys, that like <laughs> Stuart set something up for us and we didn't bother to explore it? <laughs> I, I think that happens literally every episode. But yeah. The majority of what's, what we do doesn't actually go through, but that's fine. Uh, Maisie told the party about the woman in blue. Uh, who you guys were then went off to investigate, starting with uh, going to Wellington shop where you met Wellington. Oh, everyone's favourite. Wellington. Why? Uh, could someone please explain to our listeners uh, who Wellington is and what you think about him? Uh, when, uh, he, he had sweaty palms. <laughs> he did oh. have sweaty palms. <laughs> Was that the bit where Tom tried to get him to explain his own palms to him? Yeah, that was exactly the <laughs> Yeah. He said, I'm a palm reader, and then quickly realized that we're in <laughs> we're in that, audio. That form. was a genius move, I thought. It's like, even though I can see the palms, I really enjoy it when people explain them to me. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Where the committee quest took a brief tour into like Swedish surrealist film. <laughs> Describe your own palms to me. <laughs> I just want, can, I, can I have a look at can I have a look at your hands? Uh, are, you <laughs> like a, are you like a palm reader or something, man? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Oh, he holds up man, his hands to you. Um. Could yeah, they're mm, the interesting looking hands. Can you describe your own hands to me? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. They're like. Uh, they're kind of smooth. Um, I clearly don't do much work outside. Uh, I read a lot of books. Um, I've got some pretty interesting fate lines, so maybe something cool will happen to me. So Wellington owns the only magic shop in Largshire, and it's not very good. Uh, and he's not the greatest magician in the world, but he did set you on the path of Margal. Okay, so Margal was Margal with an X, who is someone that came into the shop regularly that he knew and had a uh, was it a stainless steel cart? Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> And from there, you guys went to see Maisie's father, whose name was, I wrote it down, I remembered it the other day. Nigel? Nigel. Nigel. All right. And so, you guys managed to convince him to pay you more money to complete the same quest you were already doing, which was very good. He was a laugh. He was nice. He was a nice guy. He was a real happy We, we, happy we were kind of a dick to him. So you, were, yeah. you, were, yeah, you, you kept waking that. him up at 2 o'clock in the morning and uh, <laughs> harassing him about his dead daughter. It was really nice. <laughs> it was urgent, urgent business. Urgent it, business. W- it was. Oh, and that's right. And um, Rune did that really <laughs> wicked trick out the front because he <laughs> rolled right. incredibly well for athletics or acrobatics. Oh. Yeah, that's right. He did a huge – he did a flip off of the cart – yeah. yeah. I think that was when you came back, though. Yeah, that was magic. It was magic. Um, so, Wellington got you on the on the tail of Margau, which sent you into the Stone Forest, where you discovered, which, by the way, um, Spartan almost lost his mind, uh, when he discovered That's that the right. trees were not actually made of stone. They were they just looked like stone. Mm, it was very disappointing. Uh, and this was your first puzzle, puzzle, a huge puzzle, where James made- a spreadsheet. Uh, Rune, Rune scratches out a spreadsheet on the ground. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Are you actually making a spreadsheet yeah, right mate. now? <laughs> <laughs> James, this is a podcast. <laughs> it's a matter of life or death. Yeah, I <laughs> why, why wouldn't you trust it to a spreadsheet? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <sighs> 
It was also a puddle puzzle, right? Because they had they did <laughs> yeah, have some water in, in it. The middle. Oh yeah, there was a puddle in there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel like it was that a puddle, puddle was puzzle. filled with Stuart's tears at how long it took us to solve yeah. that puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> we um, didn't we almost die at this point? <laughs> We were guys, yes, yeah, you were. So the way the puzzle worked was like every time you got it wrong, you got zapped, and if you got it wrong three times in a row, you got teleported into a cage. And so, thinking that you had (laughs) completed it correctly, you were like, "Yeah, let's just do the same thing again." So then the next group got teleported into uh, a cage as well. So what would Um, happen if we did get it right? You just uh, also there, but not in the cage. Yeah, yeah. So the other, you would have appeared in the middle of the room as opposed to in one of the cages. Which is where we jump into Margao's laboratory. Okay, so you guys go through this portal and uh, uh, come out into these cages, one of which is occupied by a horrible, scary looking, looks quite a sad scenario, really, a person trapped in there. Um, You quickly get out, discover that the person in there was a vampire and kill them. But we get to Margao's laboratory. Good guys. It was the right thing to do. What was, was going on was. in Margao's laboratory, guys? Um, she was torturing... Um, oh, man, is it... Dayton. Dayton, Dayton yeah. Um, who turned out to be a vampire himself. She was torturing him or experimenting on him with, uh, was, with water. There was a lot of Dayton hating happening in that room. Oh. <laughs> You're all weak. <laughs> oh, good. That's excellent. Um, so, and then we we uh, we made a deal. We cut a deal to go and trade vampires. Go find another one to in um, put in Dayton's place. I think, and then she sent us on our way. Quite despicable. she did. But then- she said, "You can have this one so long as I get another one back." What yeah. was she doing with the? Why was she? Can you remember why she was exper- Well, torturing oh. or experimenting on the vampires? She had some kind of beef. Yeah, vampires um, ate her family. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> In order to uh, uh, solve the solve the problem, to to get rid of the uh, the curse, and all of the ailments that come with the curse for the vampires, no. And she wanted to discover the cure for it. So she was like, yeah, cool. You can totally take this vampire, but you've already killed one of mine. Uh, You're going to have to get me another one. Uh, You also came across a booklet that gave you the (laughs) information about the Necronomicon or the Book of the Dead. um, Which Rune stole the journal of that woman (laughs) because Rune's a kleptomaniac. It's It's kind of his jam. So, while you were concerned about how you're going to find yourself a vampire, uh, by a stroke of luck, Rune remembered something. What did you remember, Rune? Oh, man. Now, this was the bit where I had a spooky vision. Yeah. Yeah, a real spooky vision. And I needed to do an important thing. And I cannot remember what that thing was. Your vision vision told you that if you go into uh, Largshire, you will be able to find someone that has a, you, you know, where there will be a vampire. So, you're oh, like, yeah, yeah there's going to yeah, be a, oh, a dinner, dinner party dinner. and these people dinner. are going to be offering an adventure and there's going to be a vampire there. And you totally just remembered that. That's there's right. nothing weird about that at all. A fairy, but full-grown human-sized, with pale, angular features, blood-black eyes, a mane of black hair. She is beautiful. But hers is a terrible, eldritch beauty that chills the bone. The queen is cold and utterly emotionless. You are in a predicament. You need a vampire and you have no idea where you'll find one. I know where one is. Yeah, I had to yeah, I had to kind of play it down with the other Adventurous. <laughs> That's right. Which so, in a very subtle and classy way. <laughs> I think by that point we were just like, yeah, whatever, mate. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, okay, weirdo. Great. So, you guys uh, head into town. You find this that there's a carriage waiting at, at the Lugs Pier 
the Largshire Pier Tavern. It's too many words. Let's just call it the pier. Um, and you <laughs> yeah. I jump into a cart, a carriage with a small little horrible looking gnome, uh, and you find yourselves in the middle of a conflict between a cult of devil worshippers and an order of religious fanatics. Hang on, hang on, Enter- hang on. You, you, missed, you missed a very important part. There were three oh, drinks that? in the cart. Ah, that's right. <laughs> that was that's a good right. Ride, wasn't it? <laughs> Rune was uh, Rune was like, "Hey, man, free drinks. Let's get this party on." Uh, so, en route to this dinner party at the Mephisto Manor, who uh, is the home of these two tiefling uh, philanthropists, you're stopped by Sir Titus, and then you hear, "Stop! Halt!" I am Sir Titus, Knight of Holy Judgment, and you have been duped, adventurers. What did you do to Sir Titus, Arun? I'd done him a trick. I tricked him. You tricked him. I did did a real nice trick. I was very pleased with myself about that tricking. And (laughs) and absolutely nothing. There were no consequences of that excellent trick. Not at all. It was mm. all smooth sailing from that point. So, essentially, you guys were didn't really want to go either way. These two were fighting over a map that was going to somewhere. You guys didn't really get into that too much. Uh, so, Titus was a bit of a tight ass, as he was called. <laughs> Very strict. Wouldn't let anyone go against him. And then the Mephistos were super sneaky. Uh, turned out that the Mephistos had robbed Sir Titus and his merry men and women and taken a map and had held one of his knights captive in the mansion. During the dinner party, you discover that these guys are very strange and don't want much to do with them. And you, I think, oh, this is where we had the chess battle. Yeah. Uh, Lyle has a chess battle and wins a helm of comprehend languages. I absolutely did. (laughs) Ha ha. 22. Ooh, that is powerful. Um, Mordecai loses. Yeah. He's completely- oh, uh, Can we, can we, can we hold him actually run him around the room? Yeah, <laughs> we're the best adventurers. <laughs> All right, guys, guys, please. Please. We <laughs> just <laughs> seem so good that time. You just seem so good. <laughs> That's right. And then there was also a vampire at the dinner. And there was a recipe. Yeah, I got a recipe for some cool potato soup. Potato soup. No, no, Rune got the recipe for the potato. <laughs> you sure? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you swapped. Oh, you swapped. Yeah, we did um, the trade. Rune, didn't you? Mm. So what? Did I, did I get the helm? No. no. Um, you got a scroll of comprehend languages because oh, Lyle got, had the helm oh, yeah, and then right. got the scroll and was like, well, I don't need a scroll. It was a yeah. uh, Nerf and Purse Tater Stew. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Nerf and Purse Tater Stew. And I do recall Rune being like, wait a minute, is it like magic? Can I do like a check on it to see if it's like magical? <laughs> uh, of course upset. you can. I'm <laughs> so angry. And I remember we, we, we gave Nerf and Perf lots of different names. That's right. Yeah. Surf and Turf being the Surf and Turf, yeah. Um, amongst others. Ultimately, you guys didn't want to go either side of this, and so you decided to fight both parties a little bit, uh, siding a little bit more with Sir Titus, and then bailing as soon as you can with the vampire, um, and heading back to Margaus, who was relatively happy to get a a new vampire to exper- we'll say experiment on, but let's you know let's be honest, it's kind of torturing vampires. I, I feel like I feel like I mean she because her family was killed by vampires she also just would have been pretty fine with just messing them up you know so sort of from the school of research of like Japanese whaling research is sort of like you're sort of researching them but you, they're also sort of delicious to you so you also yeah. it's just science just <laughs> doing some science she's just giving did, her all for the science that's just, right. did, did Sir Titus uh, did he die in in that battle as well I seem to you remember guys, well you fought them twice so he rocked yeah. up at the door and was banging on the door and you were fighting against him to start with yeah uh, and you knocked him down and knocked him out and then and but i think the uh one of his men were killed by use button and two of them got their minds yes. taken over by oh, that's right. uh, i didn't kill one a lot of, of people that day. 
And you killed a lot of people. And then he was knocked out. You guys went and found the the, tra- the hostage and released her, and she was really happy. And then you tricked Titus by telling him you were working with him all along, and that's why you why Rune had put him under a spell. Sir Titus. So Titus, so Titus. Well, that's nice. What a great guy. Um, <laughs> from there, um, he was not very happy about that. And then when he woke up, you guys fought the Mephistos again. It didn't kill them though. Knocked one of them down. And then the they were twins, a male and a female. The male grabbed his sister and ran away. Ah. This is important. This they is flew away, out, didn't they? they turned into bats or something? Oh, uh, they were they were succubuses. So they turned into like. Uh, devils and, oh, yeah. and flew away. But didn't they, they went through a portal as well or something? Mm, I can't remember. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Just flapped away casually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or maybe no. they did. I actually can't remember. I listened to the season again in preparation for this and didn't take any notes. So, <laughs> so you've sort of that's why you have these shitties. From obsessive dot points to meh. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, listener, if you would like to uh, add to this, <laughs> add to this recap that we've provided for you, um, it'd be great. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. If you want to, if you want to send us a mail, a lock bag. Double nine, double nine. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. But you guys head off uh, towards Margals with this captured vampire. Uh, Margals very happy for it. You get Dayton, and you return to Largshire as heroes. Well, you think you do. Dayton's kind of pissed that you woke him up again with this like horrible vampire. You take the vampire to the committee guild. They take it. Uh, Rune does a flip in yes. front of. <laughs> Uh, some other adventurers who <laughs> mockingly laugh at him. <laughs> Just trying to be a cool dude. Uh, I think you landed it, but not very well. Um, and uh, then from there, you I think Spartan and Lyle spend the night drinking and singing songs in the in the committee guild. Yes, we do. Rune returns yeah. to Quinn's Inn, uh, the fancy establishment in Largshire, to have a nice night. And when you return in the morning, Shuray, the committee guild uh, leader at Slagshire, tells you that everything's excellent. Here's your money. Fantastic work. And then you notice that Wellington comes out from the back room, having spoken with a group of- No, it happened the other way. A group of like official looking committee guild members arrive. And walk out the back, and Wellington walks past as well. And Wellington tells them all about you guys, asking him about the Necronomicon. Okay, so he's like, uh, you guys had a, a meeting with him in between your adventures, in between going, f- getting back from Margaus and going to find the other vampire. And you told him about finding this book that talked all about the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead. And he freaked out. That's when he got sweaty palms. <laughs> he was getting anxious about it. Um, and the he goes and tells the committee guild that you've found this stuff, okay? And this group of official-looking guys enter. A group of very official-looking people wearing dark leather, very fine dark leather, all with committee guild badges on, enter. Go out the back, talk with Wellington, and then a bit later on in the, in the morning when Rune returns, the three of you are asked to sit at a table and speak with these group of people. Very mysterious sort of guy. Um, doesn't give you his name. He's all dressed in black. Asks you to complete another quest, to go and find a book called uh, a, a Codex, which is a powerful magical book. A tome of knowledge uh, called the Kronos Codex, which is believed to be out of control time. And to do that, you need to go into the Feywild. He's very secretive about this. He's very sort of, he says that you're going to get a very large sum of money for completing this quest. Uh, 10,000 gold pieces worth of land uh, or holdings and, uh, and money. And, and a proton he says that He's got a very special. <laughs> 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 He says he's got a battery. <laughs> so random. <laughs> Sorry, that's very good. Classic it's, game show price. Nineties, nineties price is right. I think. Uh, or, or a say, or a say, Ibiza, right? One of the two. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Sorry stupid. And to help you with this, he says there's a very um, 
a very powerful person, secretive, cunning, can blend in, disappear, adventurer to help you, and enter silence. Excellent. You will be working with one of our operatives. They have been following the Codex lead for some time. She is a master. She can blend in, disappear, could be halfway across the continent before anyone noticed they were gone. Her name is Silence. And at this moment, the door opens and the small gnome that you saw walking through before steps out, dressed in black leather, a very serious face. She walks up to you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. Too sad. Can't do it. Come on. <laughs> what did Silence say when she arrived? Oh, she's she's not going to do. It. Oh God, I think she she's very sad. We're all going to be the best of friends. Everything's, <laughs> and everything's. I will never betray you. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm not going to get killed by a big spider. <laughs> <laughs> Silence is a gnome. Very homely gnome speaks with a bit of a lisp and is quite nice and, 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 and a contrast to how she was described, all dressed in black. She then walks with you and discusses with you what's going to happen. You're going to have to meet with a person called Roscoe Tallywinks, who has got some strange quest he wants you to go after. I am Roscoe Tallywink. So you're the fine gentlemen that are going to find my mirror. Is that correct? The very one. Super correct. Um, but ultimately, the prize is a portal to get into the Feywild, regardless of what Roscoe thinks or what Roscoe wants. So you guys head into Largshire Forest, uh, Largshire Pines, to find a person in there called Scrumblin Chesterpot, who is who Roscoe said is a bear as well as a human, uh, which had us wondering what the hell he was. Okay. And in the forest, we come across uh, bees, beehives, uh, which we had some. Dis- <laughs> yeah, we did. This, this was another point where where some of us almost died. Yeah, Rune got messed up by these bees. That is See, back, that is back a twelve. This one. That is a twelve. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, you do not get away from this swarm of bees. Oh, Alright, so uh, they are com- buzzing all around you uh, and you are getting stung multiple times by the bees. You take ah. 10 poison damage. What? The bees. There is a swarm of bees around you right now. 10? Oh man, yeah. this is worse than I thought. Sorry man, I rolled particularly well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's so worth it though for like a marginal amount of honey. <laughs> and the bee tender turns out to be Scrumlin Chesterpot, a huge, great big, slow speaking guy. Um, come with me. I will take you to my home, and we can discuss over some honey and tea. Who talks to you guys for a while, and then eventually invites you, invite you back to his. His home to discuss what you guys want to you know, find this entrance into the Feywild. He says he knows exactly where it is, but if he wants to, if you want to go in there, he needs to really think about it because his his job was to stop people going in and stop people coming out. Um, so as soon as he left to go think about that, you guys ransacked his house and um, <laughs> no, you didn't steal anything from his house. I don't think, but you there did. Only, there was only honey in there. Yeah, it's pretty much just honey and a pair of strange knives. Um, you found an entrance into uh, the Feybane Gauntlet, okay, which is uh, the, the third adventure. You like the Funbane Gauntlet. <laughs> oh, Wasn't that a treat, fellas? <laughs> so this is our ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first adventure into a proper little dungeon. Um, what did you guys think of the dungeon? Um, there was a series of corridors and pitfalls, and I died at some point, I think. Uh, my, my memory of it is that rather than try and solve sort of each challenge, 
we just kind of <laughs> got hurt by it and then we could proceed. <laughs> that so was, was like, I, I don't think like, we watch can out, really ascribe watch any out. particular blame to anyone about that. Let's move on. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was just like, here's, here's like a, room, a, a corridor with a hole in it. Oh, you fell down the hole. Now, <laughs> now get out of the hole and then you can proceed. There was yeah, that look. kind of. Oh, look, there's a button on the floor that you probably shouldn't press. Oh, you pressed it and the spear stabbed you. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, fiddly D. <laughs> it's actually like when, when I was looking at the level up stuff, which it's not, uh, it's not one that I chose, but there is a feat for uh, not getting hurt by traps, I think, or getting having particular yeah. resistance to traps. That's cool. I, yeah, Dungeon Delver. That's it. a cool one. I, I feel like yeah. probably my whole party should take that just as insurance. You know? That's a good idea. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the dungeon style is not- I don't think it lends itself too well to um, podcast format, but, you know, it's one of those things that I, we can- I, I just think our, our, our sort of- um, Sta- standard plan of action is to, or plan of investigation is to get hurt, hurt by it, um, to find out what it is. It's the Zach Brannigan attack method of just yeah, exactly. send wave after wave of ourselves at it until the traps get, until the traps get too tired to work anymore. <laughs> We've got a brand new plan. Does it mean going over the trenches and walking very slowly towards the enemy? Exactly. How could you possibly know this information? Uh, sorry, that's Blackout. a black blackadder reference. Yeah. Um, but eventually, you do guys. You guys do get to the end of this uh, this gauntlet after attempting to dodge spears, and you did you did block a big boulder trap, which was cool. You were attacked by some spirits. You did fall down a hole, and then you did come to a a another puzzle. A four armed el- uh, elven figure statue uh, that had a riddle on it that you tried to solve, and then uh, give me the order: Lily, Clink, Raven, Clink, Wolf, Clink, Drake, Clink, Crunk. <laughs> And the floor beneath you opens and the four of you slide down into a dark chute and you are unable to see much at all as the stone flashes by your eyes. And that is where we will hold it today. Was it a super fun oh, slide? We got, we got the slippery dip. Super, super yeah, lame the, death slide. I think, I, think, I think it might be a good slide. Fell down a chute and got burned, even though you were quite certain you, you had got it right. Um, but ultimately, the trap was designed for fey creatures, and fey creatures are extremely curious. So regardless of what actually, whatever combination you put in, you would have failed and fallen down a hole and gotten burned. So that was fun. So mean. I've had, I've had some some therapy over the over the break. So I, um, I'm fine with the unsolvable puzzle now. That that wasn't that was fine. Good, good. Uh, and down in this, uh, when you go through the uh, this little tunnel, you find yourselves in a huge sort of cavernous area that's got water on the bottom and these stepping stones that lead up to this huge portal. And the portal had these. Mm, gemstones encrusted around the edges and inside you could see uh, two images um, of trilithons. That's, that's how you say it. That's how Are you say you sure? it. That's how you say the word. It's a trilithon. Uh, that sh- depicted a, a stone city and a forest. Um, and that's when something kind of big happened. The silence revealed that she was she was working against you. She didn't give any explanation for that. She just said, thank you, but only one person's going through this portal. Well, uh, gentlemen, it's uh, certainly a historic day to uh, see that we seem to have arrived at the um, portal to the Feywild. And and whilst uh, normally it would be a cause for celebration, I'm afraid... uh, that uh, only one of us will be uh, heading into the Feywild, so uh, here is uh, time to um, say your final goodbyes. And with that, 
I grab my hand crossbow and I cast my invisibility spell. What? Can you please roll initiative? Oh, you do not. And that person is me. <laughs> there she is. Ooh, it's giving me chills. Um, combat in shoes. A giant phase spider appears, so it's a spider that can uh, step in between the material plane and the ethereal plane, I think. And Rune decided to burst open the massive egg sac uh, that was in there. <laughs> shooting so, it. So and covering ideas I had in that dungeon. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna blast the egg sack just in case that's where it's. I, if that's something to do with it, I don't know. Just to be on the safe side, I want to eldritch blast <laughs> the egg sack. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, do I have to roll for it since it's stationary? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You still got to roll just oh, to right. see if you, you. I got fourteen. Okay, you hit it. Roll your damage, please. Seven. Seven? Yep. All right, so it blasts into the side. And the egg... The egg sack... (laughs) The egg sack swings, hits one of the stairs, splits open, and thousands of little spiders, little tiny white and blue spiders, are now all over the stairwell. Great. Are they are they on Spartan or just near him? Oh, there's a few on him. Like it's a big swarm. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Have you ever ripped open a spider egg sac before? I, I no, I, I usually know not to. Um, <laughs> I am shocked that we did not see this coming. I I have ripped open a lot more cream eggs than I have spider sacs. I think. <laughs> Yeah, you were really on fire, man. I was like, you want to shoot the, you want to shoot the egg sack. Yeah, yeah, I want to like hit it and, and see if it can, bur- you know, if it will like knock something. I'm like, you want to shoot the egg sack? Yes, okay, we can do that. Uh, so, covered everybody in tiny little face spiders, um, and then silence attacked. Lyle to the point of death, almost. He was mm. definitely unconscious and down. The two of you fought until. Uh, silence was finally defeated. Rune almost died again, attempting to loot <laughs> Silence. Really wanted to loot Silence. And I'm like, man, the, the whole room is covered in these spiders. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I want to know what she's got. <laughs> I, I still do. I, I've learned nothing. <laughs> uh, and then you guys head through the portal. So, stepping through. Your body turns inside out. You feel your mind expand. It feels like it is encircling your entire body, covering it right down to your toes. You feel your body propel forward, the motion turning your stomach if you knew exactly where your stomach was. The green moorland flashes by you and turns to a bright white, then a deep blue, then finally a heavy oppressing black. The motion stops. You feel dirt and gravel under your feet. Reaching out, you feel the rough, cold stone. Those of you with dark vision can see that you're in a cave tunnel. Your back's up against a stone wall. There is only one way out. Which is a mind-bending and body-nauseous and nauseating experience. And you find yourselves in in a very dark, narrow tunnel under the earth which you walk up and up and up for a very very long time and have all these crazy experience uh, thoughts in your mind as you're going through there and as you get out you find yourselves on top of a mountain looking out over a vast forest um, with a a glistening jewel of a city uh, on the water's edge that you can see of the ocean and that is where we ended our adventure our adventures for, for volume one You see, stretching out before you, the forest. The forest of the Feywild. A seemingly endless landscape of trees, shrouded in the darkness of the night, but highlighted by the moon, which hangs heavy and full above you. The forest is alive, 
and you hear the wild inhabitants. The feel of magic surging through this place. But far from you, you but very far from you, you see it. The glowing neon jewel of a city that clings to the shoreline surrounded by the dense forest. Structures unlike you have ever seen before stand taller than the trees. Lights blaze out into the night sky. Boats on the water can be seen entering and exiting. A place of excitement, a place of intrigue, a place beyond your wildest dreams. But you are far from there now. Now you must contend with the forest. And that brings us to the end of Volume 1 of Community Quest. Whoa, I'd forgotten about um, 85% of that. Good, I thought that might have been the case. I thought that might have been the case. But that's all right. Any Anything you guys can think of that we need to add here or anything of importance? Oh, there is one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Lyle made a deal with Wellington uh, yeah. that he would, in exchange no. for a cheap... <laughs> <laughs> a discount. I'm now a traveling salesman for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a suitcase filled with um, vials of natural remedies. Um, yeah, you're a, you're a, you sell homeopathy product prod, uh, products, mate. That's what you do now. Yeah, it was a trade for um, for his bagpipes, was it? Yeah, for discount the bagpipes. Yep, and yeah. and let's not forget that that episode where Lyle um, talked at length about tapestries. <laughs> oh, oh, that was that was Gary, the Christmas the Christmas yeah. special. That's yeah. right at the Christmas, the Christmas special. special. <laughs> yeah, the holiday special. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, have I have I given anyone any of the the remedies yet? Did I? Uh, you spoke to Roscoe Tallywinks about it, and he That's already knew right. about it. I but you still have that, so. What did um, oh, I need to get my my KPIs uh, not being met then? So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should probably do what um like. I think teenagers do when they're supposed to hand out pamphlets to all the letterboxes and just throw them in a river somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all done, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to sell them to on the Feywild, you know, like another dimension. Hello, being with actual Distribution's magic. a little bit of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've got a suitcase. You which I haven't really explained how I'm carrying that around, but I've got it. You've got it. It's like strapped to your pack or something. You know, it's not a huge okay. suitcase. You know, you've got a, You've got an adventuring pack. The characters have all leveled up to level four. They are at level four. The rules state you either get an ability score improvement, so you can you have two points to add to your strength, dexterity, charisma, etc. Um, you can either put two into one of them or one into two of them uh we did that and then there is an option to do feats instead but we have gone with both doing feats and ability scores improvement which gives the guys a bit more of an edge and makes them all a little bit more diverse um could you guys just say what those three things were if you remember uh starting with lyle what did you add to yours um so i added uh, in terms of um just your feet stat bonuses okay my feet was taking i took the feet actor so I gain charisma um, and have an advantage to deception and performance checks. Um, or like if I'm trying to pass myself off, off as a different person, mimicking their speech or sounds made by creatures that, that I've heard. Um, so that's me. That's that's a that's a cool one. I was I was eyeing that off, Ben. Good, good that's pretty good, cool. Yeah, good taste. I want to try and uh, masquerade as a as a, a normal height individual, being a halfling, <laughs> and see how well I do. <laughs> Uh, I've chosen observant, so it give me I think a plus five on my investigation. So I think your your, pa your passive investigation and your passive perception. So you just just oh. you being in a, in an area, you will if someone so say if someone's being sneaky uh, and doing a stealth roll, and I roll a fifteen uh, for that character for that monster oh. as you are sneaking through, as they're sneaking through. Sorry, you would hear them. Because okay. you, your passive perception just picks that stuff up. So if I'm investigating a room, does that still work? Uh, yeah, well, you've got a passive perception of, I think, 18 now. Yeah, cool. No, sorry, passive investigation of 18. Uh, yes, you will pick up hints of things 
Uh, that will lead you in the right direction a lot easier, but I'll still make you roll for some things because, um, I mean, I, th- I find passive investigation is a strange thing to be passive because, like, investigation is a doing action. Like, it's an action that you do. You investigate. But there will be things that you just pick up in a room that other people will not. And uh, Spun, what was yours? Uh, so my my feat is uh, heavy armor master. So basically, I'm just even more of a um, killing machine, and yep. uh, and this will increase my strength st- score by one. And while I'm wearing heavy armor, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage that I take from non-magical weapons uh, is reduced by three. So um, it's good times. I am. I, I think there'll there'll be even more Spartan frontline um, battle going on, and and uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. And on, and on that, we uh, we did a bit of uh, we changed his character slightly when he got to level three. Uh, Tom chose to go with. Eldridge Knight because that's what we've done in a previous game but it wasn't really this flavor that was working with Spartan so we've changed that to the Battlemaster for those of you that are uh, into that sort of thing <laughs> connoisseurs of D&D uh, <laughs> uh, that changes his his style a bit so instead of using magic he now has like special moves so he's got like a trip attack and, and things like that makes him a bit more of a combat focused character which is what he was being played as anyway. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's just uh, all combat all the time. <laughs> he's just an, he's just an action man. His name's Spartan Riggs. What else is he going to do? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, so that's our characters. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, there's some new ways to support us. Um, we have got a, now got a Patreon. So if you would like to become a patron, you can get ex- access to a bit of extra content, some extra podcasts that we're doing and some other stuff we do along the way. Uh, we're also starting to make some content for D&D 5e. Uh, myself and Ben have been working on a bit of a project for Largshire. Ben has drawn a an amazing map of Largshire and I've been writing an okay uh, description of the locations in there and... That is almost ready and then we'll be up on Patreon soon. And then we're probably going to use some of uh, Ben's other artwork that he's made for items and to create some magic items. So you can get that stuff on there. Uh, we did have a whole range of different tiers, which I spent ages on. And then when I looked at them, like, you know what? I don't want that. I want it to be really simple. So I've changed all of that to just one tier. I think there's another one. There's a there's a like a $500 one, which is for people that want to be, be our corporate hey, supporters. Hey. But we yeah. have a $2 tier for everyone to support us if they would like to. Um, we also have a merchandise store now through Threadless where you can buy official Committee Quest merchandise. So there's T-shirts and crew neck jumpers and hoodies and stickers and magnets and stuff. Uh, there's a link to that in the show notes. And then, as always, you can give us a review and you can do those reviews on whatever podcasting uh, podcast catcher you are using. I can't wait to wear my committee quest shirt. I know. I, I, I got the. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. We got the. I got the email yesterday saying they're on the way. So by the time this episode drops, there will be photos of us wearing our sweet tees. Yay! Um, and the other thing is sharing committee quest yeah. Instagram posts and Facebook page and interacting with us on Twitter. Um, all that free stuff is really important. Yeah, well. that's so right. And that, that's yeah, that's right. I mean, and that's the thing. With the Patreon bringing it down to just a one tier at two dollars is five hundred dollars. I mean, if you want to, if you want, I mean, there's some great stuff you can get for five hundred dollars. <laughs> if you've got a spare two dollars or five hundred dollars, please support us on Patreon. There's nothing in between. <laughs> that reminds me. That reminds me of when I got a letter. Just as this is a complete aside, but once I got a letter from my old high school asking if I would like to donate um, to help them build their new gym, and there were, I think, there were three tick boxes of possible donation amounts and it was it was I could donate 30 oh no it was four four options a 30 300 a 3000 or 30000 dollars oh, <laughs> <damn. laughs> like, so and you're you like know, oh well 30000 no worries <laughs> no problems let me check under my couch cushions yeah oh, look there's 50g under there <laughs> so righty fantastic guys that is the recap episode Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Stay tuned. We will have episode one coming your way very shortly. See you soon. Bye.
Hi, you've been listening to a Committee Quest production. Our music is supplied by Retro Reverb Records, and you can see the details for that in the show notes. Our ambient sounds are from Sword Coast Soundscapes, and you can find them on YouTube. You can support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon, buying some merch, leaving a rating and review through your podcast catcher, doesn't matter which one, or letting your friends know about us. Word of mouth is an excellent way for people to hear about us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hello, everybody. We've got a little treat for you. We have teamed up with Loot Crate to give you 15% off. How about that? All you have to do is click on the link that we provide. That's in the show notes. And then when you go to checkout, put in the code ROBOTSRADIO. And there you go. You get yourself 15% off a Loot Crate. Any Loot Crate you like. Just make sure you're using the link that we provide because that lets them know that you've come from us. And the passcode ROBOTSRADIO, which is also in the show notes. I hope you enjoy and thanks for listening.